0: Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar Schaller. Hi, everybody! Welcome to Amigos. I'm John, and I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about John Madden football. Yes. Do you want a drink? Yeah. yeah. Do you want a party? <laughs> um, is, so, is that your jo- Is that your uh, Hank Junior? Uh, <laughs> You're saying that it was not It was less than ideal?
1: <laughs> do you want a drink? Do you want a party?
0: You do a much better Hank. Jr. you got to look more grizzled it's, than you do. I don't have the beard for a good Hank. That's Jr., right. That's true. Um, but before we get into uh, some John Madden, we got some feedback from last week. Um, both Matthew Perron and Daz are both in support of the boat challenge. Uh They have some unplayed uh, Steam libraries, Dreamcast games and things. Mm. Yeah, we've all got those, don't we? If you want to get on board the Boat Challenge and try and not buy any new or used games, books, DVDs, anything like that this year and just play what you've got, write in and let us know. There's got to be a caveat to that, and that's this. If you fall off the boat, so to speak,
1: mm -hmm. you've got to write in and tell us what you buy.
0: That's true. That's true. That that could be more entertaining. (coughs) Um, and uh, Matthew also wrote in and said that the Coleco Gemini was a system. This we, He mentioned that he had a Coleco Gemini last episode. Um, he said that was a system that Coleco put out that play at Atari 2600 yeah, games. I, I saw that, and I was like,
1: oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why I'd forgotten about it. I have a set of the controllers from one. Oh, I totally dude. forgot about it because the, the controllers were wacky because if you'll recall, the Atari 2600 had... Your, your iconic joystick. But they also had this awesome little pad. You mm-hmm. put, like, Warlords and right. Breakout with. The Gemini's pad, uh, controller, the top of
0: it was a joystick, and the bottom was a dial. So in one stick, you had both controllers. Oh, that's neat. It's almost like the pole position plug-and-play thing where the top of the stick, you know, was well, your steering
1: Well, Well, yeah, but, I mean, the, the problem is it also wasn't very good. Mm. I never, the one I've got, I hate. I, I bought it because like, wow, this is unusual, and then, but it wasn't that good. Uh. But yeah, it's funny. Coleco, you think about it for a minute. Coleco had the uh, expansion unit one, <clears throat> expansion one, which was the Atari 2600 converter for the Coleco Vision, and they spun that into their standalone product. Mm-hmm. And Intellivision did the same thing. They had their expansion, and I think they also had a standalone 2600. So everyone was getting in on that
0: 2600 action. So um <coughs> anyway, that's uh thank you for writing in, guys. And um uh, Retro Asylum uh they did a whole show on Amiga uh this last go round. And they they covered some of the same games that we did, but there were some games that they talked about that I really wanna I wanna really wanna try. Uh especially that that Street Fighter II clone, or what it was like, elf battle or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I will say I was I enjoyed the uh I
1: enjoyed the conversation about Lionheart, and now, also I was excited about that game that's like Lionheart that they covered. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I thought it was humorous that uh, <laughs> one of the guys said, "In Aaron really likes Lionheart, but the other guy he doesn't <laughs> like it." So I'm happily known as the other guy. To I, your all. It's all coming together. <laughs> By the way, boy, the checks in the mail. <laughs> So uh, make sure you check out uh, that that it's Retro Asylum 174, the beautiful game uh, to get. A I whole, believe that was Mads. It said that. <laughs> a whole show of uh, nothing but Amiga. By the way, Mads, we need some more of those CD32 videos out. Too sweet, pal. Um, let's see. That concludes our feedback section. Um, should we move on to?
1: We had a few, I'll tell you, Fole was what Crazy 8 Bonkers this week, and he, he beat me to the punch on a lot of this stuff. So let's see what we've got here. If I can dig it up. So, right out of the gate, um, we've got a, uh, let me see here. <laughs> project X Special Edition 2. Let's talk about that first. Okay. Uh, we haven't done, project. it's amazing that we haven't done that yet, actually uh project x was a shooter a team seventeen shooter uh that was out you know back in the glory days and it was widely regarded as a as a very good uh shooter very tough but I remember playing it i believe do you remember the shooting parts of like was it super Frog one of those games or it might have been uh, I think it was the right anyway it was team seventeens one of their games they actually sort of implemented the shooting parts. Of Project X into the game in a shooting segment. I, I'm thinking. It really,
0: was, I remember there being a, a shoot 'em up <clears> section of Super Frog. Right, right, and I game. think
1: that was it. So anyway, so we haven't actually covered Super Frog, uh, but uh, they have uh, <laughs> basically they have updated it um, with a, a, a <coughs> basically a special edition with some improvements. And I believe this comes. I'm not sure if this is coming directly from uh, Team Seventeen. I think it is. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, whoever did it, it's an upgrade with a bunch of special, with some special stuff. I haven't tried it yet, but we may actually have to just look over that Yeah. sometime. That might be a fun thing to review. Yeah. This really the first good. One. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's your typical, like super duper hard, uh, uh, gimmick, <laughs> you know, but th- that's the way it goes. Um, so next on the docket that was from, that was from folds. Um, there's a there's a a campaign trailer and pre-order campaign for something called uh, um, a Lark City, LR City. I see, it, yeah. Um, have you looked into this at all? This particular gimmick here. I, again, it's I don't usually cover the pre things. I think it's some sort of. Um,
0: I don't know if it's a walking shooter or. This is. I think we, we talked about. Did we talked about, about that about last week? I could not remember because I remember I had the, the game, same this problem. This is the game that looked like that looks like Zelda, <coughs> um, but it's uh, but it's not. It's like an action game. Do you remember this now? Vague, you, you know, I, I remember having it?
1: the same difficulty wondering what the heck that was.
0: Yeah. It looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember it now with the fireball. Mm-hmm. Um, that one might be double posted up there then. In turn, Oh, we also had, uh, I thought this was interesting, I found this on, an, on a site called Amiga Alive. Have you ever been to their site? I, I've been there a few times. This guy found some great footage, and I, this may be old footage, and I don't know who originally put it up. But basically, uh, uh, a news crew did a story on, on like uh, demo coders, basically, and then went to their house and film them were like actually making a demo really <laughs> yeah so, it's just some goose like in like a bedroom going like how's it going <laughs> <laughs> so i was like that's wow, kind of funny look at, yeah look
0: at these guys
1: <laughs> yeah they look there's some young some youngsters there <laughs> um <laughs> I, I don't know i'm not even sure which group this is It's this video looks like it's pretty old mm-hmm. i mean clearly the video is old but uh, i don't know how long it's been up but uh, I will credit Amiga Live for at least alerting me to it. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it before. So if you're, you think that might be interesting, it, it, it is pretty amusing. It's from 98, by the way. Um, I think that's all the actual news we had this week that wasn't site-related. I don't see anything else. What do you got in terms of the site stuff? But we had a, quite a few
0: things this week. Well, uh, the biggest news is that after uh, an incredible amount of work, Dreamcatcher has launched his own book, his own ebook. Uh, this is a compilation of all of the articles Dreamcatcher has written for uh, everything Amiga and before then AmigosPodcast.com um, and maybe even some other stuff. And th- th- there are some new articles that haven't even been published yet. Uh, this is a labor of love from <laughs> Dreamcatcher and it's free. Um, he's asking if you'd like to go over to his uh, pledge page on uh, Just Giving, if you'd like to give some money to make a wish in lieu of uh, paying for the book. But uh, this just went up, so you could be the first to uh, contribute to this uh, Just Giving campaign. And this is a huge tome. This clocks in at like six hundred and fifty megabytes. Mass.
1: I was, was going to yeah. look at it today, and it was too big for me to download. And I yeah. was like, "Well, I'll do that when I get home." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh boy," because I, it's funny. I had, uh, uh, I've been watching him do this, and I mean, it was he really had the sort of. Jump through some hoops to get everything to, to be you know, set down right and a document or whatever. But, I mean, I know he worked on it for a, quite a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at our at, everyone's urging because we were like, listen, you need to do this. I, I don't know who exactly it was that pitched it to him first, but I was like, it, it's something you need to do. It'll be awesome. And he's finally done it. And to have all those articles in one spot, I mean, that stuff's, that stuff's ageless. And, the, and his writing is always top shelf. I mean, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. In fact, this week he put out...
0: Two more, like, really top-shelf articles. Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, he, he just put this one out, uh, I guess, yesterday, on the on the on November 29th. Uh, Simon the Sorcerer. Uh, this is his full in-depth review of the game. I guess this is Simon 2, um, which is not a game that we haven't taken a look at. We did the original Simon, but, but not part 2. It looks beautiful, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really looks nice. I really like the art style of this game. Um, and so uh, make sure you check that out. And uh, finally, uh, the Huckster, he's back. Gary Hucker, uh, he is reviewing the VidAmiga image capture device for the Amiga. He's, uh, you know, the Huckster is the man when it comes to this hardware stuff. And um, he's, uh, he takes you through how to set up the, the, the box and, and the results and everything. And uh, it's super, super cool. So I
1: haven't even heard of this one. Like, where he found this,
0: I have not a clue. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never wait. seen I, it. I've never I haven't heard of, finished watching this yet. I, 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 I just, it popped, it. and I was on my way here, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you check that out from Gary Hucker. And uh, I think that that is all of the site updates for this week. No, not okay. even close. Well, continue. Because there was
1: tons of video that went up this okay, week. Okay, what else went well, up? Let's talk about what you've been up to. This is, I don't think we've mentioned it, and if we had it did, we, it's worth mentioning again, your efforts. Uh, in terms of uh, remastering the original EPS, and also you're uh, sending out the uh, pre-shows, for those that care.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess we could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you've
1: been working like a dog on it, you should probably bill it.
0: Yeah. So um, there are two big uh, things that I've been working on for the channel, both sort of going back into the vault and uh, taking what I know now, such as it is, about audio production and uh, cleaning up our early episodes. So our early episodes, we didn't really understand how how mic levels worked and the 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 right way to do that stuff, or had good mics, yeah. or we used a tin can and a piece of string. Yeah, it was it was it was a little rough for the first you know 100, 150 episodes, <laughs> and so. Uh, but now what I'm doing is I've I've gone back and. Um, not only have I cleaned up the audio, but I've also added some um, animation and gameplay footage. So I've got right now, let me bring this up on the screen. Uh, I've got, um, this is episode two, uh, Super Frog. And uh, for the part, the the part, the news segment and the hardware segment or whatever we're doing, I've included these animations. Uh, and then once we get into the game, while we're talking about the game... Uh, I've just included some, some gameplay footage over top of it. So if you're looking to you know, listen to the early episodes and add a visual component, plus make you know, they're, just, they're more pleasant to listen to, uh, check out the YouTube channel. And if you are more of an audio person, which is fine, uh, I'm also updating all of the audio files so they'll have that same remastered quality. Nice job, Boat. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that is the first <laughs> thing that I'm doing. And then the second thing is we are opening the pre-show vault. So, uh, slowly opening, yeah. it, cracking <laughs> it open. As you may know, um, if you are a Patreon supporter for the Amigos, uh, you get access to a weekly <coughs> pre show that we do where we talk about our pinball collection, video, uh, arcade games. Uh, Pro wrestling, band stuff, Random sometimes nonsense. nothing yeah. of any consequence. <laughs> and uh, so, what I'm doing is I'm going back and um, trying to clean up some of the video and also remastering the audio. Um, now, it's going to be painfully apparent that our camera for these uh, older shows was not as good as the current camera yeah, that it was we focused have. on us. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, but I've tried to do what I can to uh, both zoom in, because a lot of the, the pre-shows were very, very tiny on the screen. I can see and, what the camera uh, was. overall. look at what it did to my beard. <laughs> what is going on there? That's when you had that, that two-tone. Man, that's when I stopped drinking all that milk. <laughs> So, um, you know, if, if you're interested in listen to us talk about non-Amiga stuff, uh, I'm going to release one pre-show a week, starting with the first one, which was 47, just dropped uh, yesterday. And uh, we'll do, you know, each week going forward. So you'll never totally catch up unless you become a Patreon supporter. But uh, if you haven't and you still want to check it out and see what all the fuss is about, you can you can check out the archive here. <laughs> I think it's you're
1: doing a good job, Bo. Nice work. Thank you. We should also mention that this week uh, we put up for video. You had a bunch of you've been putting up a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah.
0: You want to continue on that? There's some non-Amiga stuff that I've been playing. (laughs) I did a Thanksgiving uh, Friday free-for-all where uh, I played some Mame stuff and uh, played some. Just took took requests from people in the chat. Um, and then I'm also still con- uh, continuing on with my playthrough of StarTropics on the NES. Uh, I've got uh, some Amigos plays of Batman for the NES. Uh, so yeah, there's there's still stuff coming out. And today, I think, was the day that we released our Double Dragon 2 Amigos yes, plays. Yes, uh,
1: we right? uh, we're building up to, might as well let the cat out of the bag. Next week, we're going to be covering on the show the Double Dragon Trilogy. And so we've been... Slowly releasing, we released uh, episode one last week of the playing, and this week was episode two, and the next week will, will be uh, drag, double dragon three. Which I... do you remember the tagline of that the one? The Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone. It should have been world's most annoying puzzle. That should have been what. <laughs> that, that should have been the underlying name of that one. That's the one thing I took from that one. Yeah. It was that god awful I'll never puzzle. forget that room. And, and I've never been so happy to have bitten past a puzzle in my life. I did a little dance. But uh, so yeah, so next week we're gonna do double dragon. It should be fun. But uh, we had a good time playing those anyway. The uh, the the double dragons more fun than we probably should have had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so that went up today, and so uh, uh, so there's plenty of good stuff to watch. I mean, uh, on there. So you know, head on over. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Aaron. It's time to dig deep. I mean, goes game of the week into the annals of American sports culture. And talk about John Madden football.
1: Now let's let's preface this by like I want to I want to recap the conversation we had last night, so <laughs> we can I want to have something to, to bookend this. So I've I've done my I've been doing my homework on this and looking some stuff up on the Madden series just to get acquainted with it. And I did I did a some I'm not gonna say a sizable amount of research, but I looked into it quite a bit and. It, Boat sent me a frantic message last night. Boat, tell the tell the people
0: what it said. I said, Aaron, serious question. Are you sure you want to do John Madden football tomorrow? <laughs> so that should give you an idea of where Boat's coming from on the
1: John Madden game. But uh, uh, but we're going to get into it. And I, I think that we'll get into it and then we'll talk about our thoughts on the actual game. So John Madden football... As it was known in other parts of the world, John Madden American right. football. Right, I've got that. I've got the European box up here. Um, this came out in '92, and it was. This was one of the games developed by EA themselves. They didn't develop a ton of stuff on the Amiga. Uh, they really only developed this and a few other games, and we've covered amazingly. We've covered a couple of these. They did Desert Strike, right? They did Marble Madness. They developed that. They developed NeuroMancer, so we've done. We did was it Desert, we did Desert Strike, didn't we? And then we did so we did three of those four. They also did Imperium, which we haven't done. And this, so we've actually covered almost all of their entries on the Amiga. Uh, this came on two discs. Again, it was also published by EA. If you have to ask what they've published, aside from what we mentioned, they've done you know Archon, Earl Weaver, Bard's Tale, you know tons of stuff over the years. Um, this has two player support. Uh, the coder was a fellow named Gary Roberts. It's funny. Gary Roberts has a, uh, a bio in the book, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the actual instruction manual for this, uh, which I'll just read a little bit about it. Um, he was obviously not from around here because he, he went to college and did his A-levels in computer science. Is that a, is that a U.K. thing, yeah. A-levels? That's yeah. what I thought. Um, he, he wrote another game for the Amiga called Tanks, T-A-N-X, that was uh, published uh, in Amiga Action, the magazine. Uh, and so uh, he, he did the conversion of this to the Amiga. Um, he had a team with him, uh, several other people. And again, these people have done some different stuff. One guy I wanted to point out was a guy named Carl Cropley. And the reason I mentioned this guy is I looked over, I looked, I thought, man, how many, they need two uh, uh, graphics guys on this. And because the graphics, if we look at this, are very similar to the Genesis. And I've thought to myself, I wonder why you would need, it seems like you just get somebody to convert this, no problem. Well, I think this guy, my theory is that he does cool opening screens, like still images. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain why. He did Burger Man and Jungle Boy and a game called RC Car, okay? If you look at all these games, they have one thing in common. They have really awesome opening screens, and then it, the rest of the game is, eh, you know, mm-hmm. up and down. So that's my guess on him. Um, the guy that did the music is a guy named Jason Whiteley, and he did uh, some other EA properties, Desert Strike, Road Rash, Space Hulk. So we have covered a couple of those. Um, this game was out on the ECS, OCS, and, uh, again, it was American football game. Now, this, this didn't actually get a wide release on a ton of things because at this point, John Madden football was in its infancy. All right, it, well, well, I guess it would be a, a toddler at this point. Uh, it, there was a uh, Commodore 64 version, uh, the Super Nintendo got a version, of course, the Genesis version. Now, this game came out in 92, okay? To understand where it came from, you've got to look at... The, the, we've got to start at the beginning of the of the Madden franchise to a certain degree. So, uh, if you heard of a guy named Trip Hawkins... Okay? the of the air. That's right. And Trip Hawkins was sort of a football statistical... <laughs> Uh, maniac, basically, he was really into the stat side of the game, so much so that when he was in college, he tried to convert over, a successfully converted over, a, a game called uh, basically stratomatic, paper and dice football strategy yeah, game. Yeah, stratomatic. Yeah, that's right. Heard, yeah. And they did baseball and some right, other stuff. Yeah. And he converted it over uh, at Harvard to a one of the old old computers, and so it was always his gimmick. To want to convert to have some sort of football game? Huh? How interesting. Yeah. So it, it gets even weirder. So um, he thought, okay, I'm here. I am. He founded EA. He's, so he, flash forward a few years. It's '84. He's like, I want to get, I want to get to legitimize my football game. I'm going to get me a, a, a spokesperson, someone I can base it on. So Madden was not his first choice. Hmm. Guess who his first choice was?
0: Okay, let me let me and guess. And I'm gonna give you a hint. He has his own series or had. Uh John Elway. Close. Okay. Um uh, Right Era. Dan Marino. Still close. It's, an, it's There's a There's only one more of the big three of that era. Oh, who is the other guy?
1: What are his initials? He put the he put the kibosh on the Cowboys getting in the Super Bowl when you're with the famous the catch.
0: Flutie? I don't know. J M. Oh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, I forgot he had a series. So Joe yeah.
1: Montana, for you that don't know anything about football, was a big deal. He played for the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. and later he played for Kansas City. Kansas Chiefs. City. He yeah. didn't do much. I mean, he didn't No, okay. I No, he was on his way out. But uh, but he was a big deal in, in San Francisco. So um, he asked Joe, but the, but Joe already had a deal with Atari, mm-hmm. so he had to back out. His second choice, this is even wackier, was the Cal University coach at the time, Joe Cap. Really? so this could have been Joe cap football <laughs> but Joe Cap wouldn't take the gig without getting some kind sort of royalty action so he got the so they didn't get him so so
0: did, was did
1: Madden <laughs> not get any royalties from this well I don't know how I don't know what their arrangement was but that's why he didn't hire cap mm-hmm. so in 84 they talked to Madden and so the interesting thing about this is if, if anyone that knows anything about John Madden the man this is a lot like the uh Jimmy White reverse yeah. we know everything about it and a lot of people don't right John Madden was this Big, heavy-set guy who coached a team over here called the Oakland Raiders, and he coached them to a Super Bowl victory. Mm -hmm. He was this real loud-mouth, outspoken goof, but he was very smart and he knew a lot about football. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he gained sort of a legendary status in football for being this, you know, nutty guy. And they used him as a commentator. He was a big-time commentator: Pat Summerall, John Madden. Mm -hmm. So. One thing about John Madden, though, he never flew anywhere. He was scared to
0: fly. He mm-hmm. always drove. Remember, he, he, did, the, he didn't drive. He had he, the Madden yeah. Express. He, he but, took he took a huge charter bus that was laid out like you know a luxury hotel. Right. So, but in '84, he didn't have the bus, so he took the Amtrak. Really? Okay.
1: Okay. So, um, Trip Hawkins and another fellow got on the train and pitched him this idea, and they spent two days with Madden. Um, going over a bunch of different football stuff. he said, listen, he goes, I'll do it. He goes, but here's what I want. I want it to be a realistic football. He thought it would be a good tool to let people learn how football works because football is pretty complicated. Yeah. Right? So, um, but he agreed to to let them make the game and endorse it. So there they go. So they put together the game. They were making it for the Apple. Hmm. Okay, right there. Hold on one second. And so they put the game together. They brought Madden in to show it to him. Okay. And he, the first thing he said, he goes, he asked him, he goes, is that a goal line play? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, he goes, not my bleeping, bleeping game. It's not. <laughs> and his biggest problem with it is it only had seven on seven players. In football in America, it's an 11 on right. 11 players. Right. He's like, seven on seven, I'm not going to endorse it. Go mm-hmm. take it back to the drawing board. So they took it back to the drawing board. And this is where it gets real wacky. This game was in production for a long time, right? <clears throat> again, this started in 84, and it went forever. So finally, um, they got something together with 11 players that Madden would give the OK. And, it, and they released it for the for the Apple. all right? And it didn't do all that well. It was out for the Apple II in 88, okay? Um, so they were like, listen, let's try this again. We're going to modernize it a little bit. And so what next they did was they put it out on the... On the Genesis, aka Mega Drive, and then once they put it on there, you've got more, you know, more graphics hardware, better controller, mm-hmm. everything against the Apple. Right. And it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. I mean, it blew up big time. And so the funny thing is, EA had had kind of farmed out the making of the game. They, one of the people they'd hired to make the game, brought a game to them. They're like, "This is no good. We're not going to use this." But what we will do is we'll let you license this out to another game, and it became Joe Montana football, ironically. Hmm. Do you remember the Joe Montana series? I remember. I've never played it, but I remember (laughs) seeing it on the shelf. So one of their, basically, one of their rejects was Joe Montana football, and that series itself was pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. It made a bunch of money. So this was in 1990, okay? So the reason I go through all this rigmarole, so you know who John Madden is and you know the history because – the wacky thing about Madden football for the Amiga is, despite the fact that it came out in 92, it is directly based on the 1990 Genesis game. So, in actuality, this is, I mean, if you throw the Apple version out, this is the first John Madden football that was ever released. They're not counting the Apple. I mean, it, I mean, it's not. Obviously, the Genesis was released earlier, but it's the same engine, the same everything. And if you go and watch the Genesis version of this game, I mean, graphically, it's like a lower-res version. It looks very similar. The mm-hmm. menus aren't quite as nice as the Amiga. The sound's not as good, but it's the same game. Mm-hmm. Same fonts, same, same everything, you know, so it's very similar. So let's talk about the game. Um, if you're not familiar with American football, uh, we're not going to school you. You know, it's like somebody teaching us to play snooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can say that, you know, you try to get the ball uh, into your opponent's goal, They try to do the same thing to you, back and forth. That's basically the way it works. Um, This game is uh, a cut down version of football, to I mean, to an nth degree. Again, you've got to consider when it came out. Uh, You do have eleven on eleven players. What you don't have is any NFL teams licensed. So there are no, you're not going to play the Dallas Cowboys and against the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the you know something like that. It has no player licenses. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to see Joe Montana or or uh, Dan Marino or anybody else. These guys are unnamed toiling servants. Mm-hmm. They have they have no identity. You're not even going to see numbers on their jerseys. They don't have any numbers that you can recognize. I guess the resolution wasn't high enough to even put numbers on there. Um, you get a limited playbook. It's not huge, but it's it's okay. Uh, you uh, when I say playbook, it's a limited number of amount of pre-made uh, routes and plays that your team can run. Okay. Um, the lack of an NFL license at the time probably wasn't a big deal. Now, that would be suicide. You can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to have licenses. The funny thing I noticed about this was if you if you sit on the game screen at the end, and it may do it somewhere else, but at the end of the game, when you finish it, it says the scores on the screen. Uh, the uh, EASN, you know, or the, they present this like a, a, a sports telecast. Right. And the network is EA, Electronic Arts Sports Network. Mm-hmm. There'll be a shadow of that that flies over the screen like, you know, it's kind of cool looking. And then a logo for the Players Association flies over the screen. Now, I couldn't find anything that said that this had a license from the Players Association, but I thought it was odd that that would be there.
0: That is strange. And I
1: didn't see it anywhere else. Now, I mean, I could be an idiot, but I didn't see it pop up anywhere. I thought that was strange.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, And I I don't know if it does it on the Genesis version or not, but it it does it on this version. I thought that was weird. Um, So... You can play one or two players. One thing that the Amiga version has that the Genesis version didn't have is that they added in weather elements. At the, and they added in, you could have an indoor or outdoor stadium. You could have turf or grass. Mm-hmm. And you could have regular weather. You could have s- like snow or you could have mud, muddy and wet conditions. The, those are up, updates from the original Genesis version. The funny thing is, by the time this came out, the Genesis was getting the next version. So, once again, the Amiga was lagging behind. Right. Um, so, all that said, my biggest complaint right out of the gate is there is no Dallas. <laughs> I was appalled at this. <laughs> How can yeah. they leave out
0: America's They've teams?
1: got Cincinnati, for God's yeah. sakes. You don't have yeah. Dallas in there. Uh, but uh, the uh, it doesn't matter, really. There's no team editing. I mean, really, it's uh, pretty plain Jane in terms of your, your options. Uh, so... On that aside, having played this boat, you I'm sure you've played several games, your thoughts just right out the gate on how it plays, how it simulates football, et cetera.
0: Well, the you know, the thing that made Madden unique among other games, other I think it, it might have been well, TV sports, I guess, came before this. So maybe TV Sports and Madden together. Were the first to popularize this. It's not a top-down view, but it's not a side-on view. It's sort of an isometric behind-the-back kind of look. Well, TV sports doesn't have this kind of look. The, I, it's been so long. since I don't play think it TV was more of like a side view, as I recall. I don't remember it being. I don't think it looks exactly like this. Okay, so you know that that was unique. <clears throat> um, I never liked the Madden games, uh, it just as you know, the sixteen-bit Madden games. I always liked the eight-bit uh, Tecmo football games, Tecmo Bowl, Super Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl, um, they are a, they're a faster moving game. This game is kind of like TV sports basketball. It just kind of chugs along. Um, and I was not very good. Like any game that you have to read the instruction manual to figure out the right button combination to select a play is not okay in my book. Like in order to select a play on a on the Genesis, which I'm sure, like you said, this was the port of. Yeah, if you watch it, it's, you, it's very it's exactly the same on the Genesis controller. You have three buttons. You have an A button, a B button, and a C button. You can still see A, B, and C on the screen. However, they mean nothing in this game because the Amiga only has one button. So what you have to do is you have to press the button, then press the direction, then release the button, then release the direction. If you do any of these things in the wrong order, the play will not be chosen, and you'll be very frustrated. So that by itself turned me off. Um, the, The speed of the game... Like, football is a fast-moving game. I mean, people complain that it's slow because there's a lot of downtime in between plays, but once the play starts, once the ball is snapped, things happen really, really fast. In this game, things do not happen very fast. Things take forever to unfold. Um, the passing mechanic again. This is this was a trailblazer. Um, instead of just you know sort of you know lofting the ball into the netherworld, you could actually see your receiver in small windows that popped up at the top of the screen, and you could choose which receiver you wanted to pass to. That was really cool back in the day. Um, but, again, you know, on the Genesis, you have A, B, and C. You choose which receiver you want to throw to. You have to do that same weird button combination, and you have to make sure that you're actually going to pass the ball and not dive forward, you know, with, with doing the button the wrong way. Um, again, we run into the same thing that we talk about so often times, just the limitations of a one-button controller once we start to get into these console ports that have, you know, five or six buttons.
1: Everything you said is true. Uh, the... Uh... The play selection it was not tough. I don't have any problem with that. And plus, that works okay if you have two players because it's hard to spy on you. You can still fool with the joystick after you've released that Oh, button. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, let's make one thing clear. When I say this is like the Genesis version, it's it was a straight up, almost exact port and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. They could have came up with a better. Certainly in the menus, at least, a better mechanic for picking plays than having the A, B, and C, which make no sense. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. That's the truth. Um, The pop-up windows are neat, yet I've I've never liked games that had them, and for this game is the perfect example. Um, When you're running a play as a quarterback uh, and those windows pop up, it's great. You could sort of maybe see if your guy's open, maybe. But if you're on defense, it covers the entire field. You can't see what's going on. The good thing about it is once you once the re, the quarterback picks his receiver and those go away, the ball lofts so slowly that you can you can see what's going on and the as and since you're the quarterback and the receiver, mm-hmm. you're basically throwing yourself. You have time to sort of position yourself. All, in the yeah, right the ball
0: moves so slowly that it's almost like you're a center fielder and,
1: and you can it, run it, up. It, under. Yes, yeah. it is. And then and the other annoyance is that I'm like you. I had to look up the controls. Like I never knew how to spin on this. Spin moves is a big deal mm-hmm. in the oh yeah. To spin on this, you have to completely let go of your joystick and then press the button. And your guy does like, it's more like a dozy do than a spin. I mean, he really, he, it's like the uh, ballerina elephant. I mean, it's a slow spin. And you've got to be careful, like Boat said, to keep your guy from
0: diving. And really when does diving I mean I would take taken diving out. it doesn't right. help at all right all it does and, and I find this <coughs> to be the case in almost every football game. You always dive when you don't mean to yeah. and the play is over. That's true. Now all that aside,
1: uh, the good point of the game, it's, it looks good, which I like. Uh, it, it's, it's a very um, it's a very cunningly put together game in terms of the presentation. Um, I like the when it comes on the opening theme is awesome. I thought it was an awesome song. I like the opening screen looks cool. Uh, a guy, an announcer comes up and he says, "Hey, hello everyone, welcome to John Madden Football." And it's synced up. It's it's like the it's like the TV sports guy, but he actually talks. He speaks, yeah. And it's cool. He just says the one line. Um, it's got a cool overview where man goes over the team you're playing and the team you're playing against and their weaknesses and strengths. Which is cool. That's kind of realistic. I and mean, he basically does some analysis. Um, it's got a cool screen. I always loved this back in the day when I had uh, got my RAM expansion. It says you have it. We used it. RAM, you know, extra RAM detected. It says that when. Yeah, it, like, I like that. I always that was cool. It yeah. makes me feel good about my system. Yep. Mm-hmm. When it says that, it took me a while to find out how to hit timeout. And I went to the documents. You hit F1 for the timeout, and to shift that, shift escape quit. Which I had to find that out too. Um, I like the stats halftime. I will say the stat screens. Madden looks like some kind of mutant. I don't know who. To put, I don't know. I think they, <laughs> that graphic must have came directly from the Genesis, and it is horrible. It's a horribly ugly, ugly graphic. Um, this game has no commentary at all. So Madden only says a couple things. I mean, I can't remember what he says. I think he just says one or two words at the beginning, and that's it. Um, the uh, uh, the manual is sort of important for this game not just to find out how to control it but when you're in when you're in a play you can do audibles and audibles means you can change the play without anybody knowing it on the fly and unless you have the manual to tell you what your team's audibles are, you don't really know what the what you're going into.
0: Right. And yeah. I, I would call audibles on when I played this on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. I think it might have been Select or something called an audible, but I never knew what I was audibling to. Right. So. Uh,
1: now, all that aside, and everything Boat said, I, mean, I can't deny any of it. But all that said, I think it plays a good game of football. I played it last night. Now, again, I love TV sports uh, basketball, which is a, a slower game. I'm old, I guess. And this game, all of its failings aside, it plays a pretty good game of football. Like I couldn't find a play I could score with every time. For example, mm-hmm. I won two games uh, last night, and I won two more games a couple nights ago against various teams. And if they were good, close games, they were. I mean, it weren't runaways. Now, granted, a couple times I screwed up, dove when I shouldn't have. So they probably could have been away games, but they were good. The bad thing is I can't find any way to adjust a, a difficulty level. I, I guess it's only got the one. Mm-hmm. Again, you've only got those 16 teams, which that sounds like a lot, but it's not. And plus, there's only one all-star team. You can't make your own teams. There's no way to personalize it. They didn't do anything that stuff that you would expect in a a PC type football game. I want to have some customization because I'm a, I'm on a PC, you know, and that so that's kind of irritating uh, uh, aspect of the game. But I mean it's got safeties a- extra points are there. I successfully on sides kicked, which is not I can't hardly do that anywhere that's not you know and it was a good kick mm-hmm. too uh the kicking game is 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 not difficult, but it's pretty enjoyable yeah what did you think about the game or aside from
0: the slowness I mean did you think it played a decent game of football? Well, I felt like I was constantly like i would I would want to <laughs> do something with the button, and whatever I wanted to do with the button, it was the opposite thing. And so like I'm sure that if I would have if I would have had the manual right in front of me, cause like to spin, what do you do to spin? You hold you hold the button down. You just hold the button down. And then, and then let it go. And, and you'll then when, around. and then to
1: dive, it's just a quick tap. It's a quick tap and a, and a the direction forward direction. Okay. But then there's
0: also a boost, like a turbo. That's when you hold you hold a button down for the direction. Right. And so, you know, I, <laughs> that that was and again. I think it just speaks to where we come from as gamers, because you're used to putting up with a one-button solution, and I'm not. That's true. I, it, I mean, I can't sit here and say it's the most enjoyable thing.
1: I mean, really, if you could play the Genesis version of this versus this, the Genesis version is probably more playable strictly because of the controller it doesn't look as good, doesn't sound as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, I remember when this came out, I was pretty excited about it. Because I had played uh, some other football games, really, if you think about it, before John Madden, what were the big football games? Ten yard fight, Tecmo Bowl were mm-hmm. the big ones. Mm-hmm. Were there really? I mean, Atari football, you know, real sports stuff like that. But there wasn't really the probably the best one of the era that wasn't Tecmo was probably in television football. It's probably, probably the best so. one. Mm-hmm. Another game that requires you to have that manual or your bone. Mm-hmm. And really, in television football was not viable. That sort of football wasn't viable anymore. You had to have something that had on-screen menus. Mm-hmm. It had to it basically. This is the evolution of that to a certain degree. Again, if if you're looking for arcade football action, this ain't it. Uh, if you're looking for something that's a, a drink a cup of coffee type game and you sit down and play it, where you've got time in between plays to take a sip and look around. It's a good game and I, I kind of like those kind of lazy games sometimes.
0: Now, this was was this the only Madden game released on this the Amiga? This was the only
1: Madden game mm-hmm. released on the Amiga. Uh, again, this was in '92 and by that time they I guess they realized EA really didn't have a, a much of a presence for um, they didn't stick with the Amiga forever. Right. You know, and they sort of moved on, but this was I kind of wish they would have released a couple of the other ones like for example, I think it was 2 years later and uh, the Madden came out that got rid of those pop-up screens and just let you use the field view to throw the receivers, a much better move. Uh, I think ABC World Wide World Sports Football, or ABC Monday Night Football, excuse me, also uses those pop-up windows. It's another football game. In fact, I think some of the developers worked on this, or intermittently. A lot of different developers worked on the John Madden series. I think they were one of them. Uh, but again, its I had the same trouble with that one. Those windows really get in your way, especially on defense. I don't see any advantage to them. Because when you're on offense, you just see your receiver in the window, and he might put his arm up yeah. or something. Yeah, well, you know
0: that he's open. That's the right. thing. Right, but,
1: I mean, you could do that without the window. Just show the screen. I'd really just see the have it, you know, see the screen mm-hmm. as opposed to right. see the window. So I think that was sort of a miss. The lazy port is a miss. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say I recommend the game, but given – I mean, if I look at the football games that I've played on the Amiga, I think this is probably the one I like the most because I think it's the most playable as a football game. I like Brutal. That was a pretty fun game, but it's not really football, is yeah, it? Yeah. And I like TV sports, but as a football game, it's not that good. I like the presentation and stuff, but I just it's, I didn't think it was that great a football game. Right. I like this was better than ABC, so this is probably the one I would, I would recommend we'll have to, a bunch.
0: We'll have to take a look at ABC just as an Amigos plays further on <laughs> down
1: the line. I've played it in the past, and I d- didn't remember liking it as much as I like this. Mm-hmm. And again, the con- once you get used to the controls on this, it's like any other Amiga game. Once you get used to it, you can... You can sort of adapt to it over time. Right. It's just a question of do you want to put yourself
0: through that adapting process.
1: I mean, I fell into this. Really, I'd say the biggest problem with this game, well, the controls are the biggest and the speed. Again, if you're not into the slow speed, it's slower than TV sports, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. It's really slow. Uh, to you know, to, uh, um, to bring it to a close, I, just, I thought I'd mention this because it was kind of ironic that we'd be doing an EA game this week. EA has lost, in the past month, EA, the company, has lost – Worth in excess of three billion dollars. Oh my gosh! With a B. Now you probably know why. You've probably heard about the uh, all this stuff with the end game purchases. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny to read this stuff. But thank God they didn't have this stuff back when <laughs> we. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because I, people are getting are really upset about it. And, I, and the reason I bring it up is a, a fellow sports title, the new FIFA. Uh, has apparently is just littered with this. uh, And I thought to myself, how are you going to shoehorn that into a FIFA game? Well, they do. Oh, yeah. And it's really angered the fans. I'm sure that a lot more people overseas know more about that than we do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, EA's been around for a long time. You know, it's not the EA that made John Madden anymore, that's for sure. And uh, uh, I read that last year, like I said, they made $800 million in just in-app purchases. So that's a big money maker for them. Mm-hmm. But if you ponder the fact that a company that's been around this long has lost that much money in one month, it is—it's unbelievable to me
0: that, that it lost that much. But I thought I'd mention it. So, well, you know, it's because the, the video game industry is larger than than Hollywood. You know, in terms of the money that it brings in. So those figures are not—I mean, they're they're huge, but they're not surprising. You know,
1: not to get political, what this reminds—this is a lot like the net neutrality thing that we're fighting with right now. You can only push people so far mm-hmm. before something goes down. And EA's been pressing people's buttons for a long time with these in app purchases and these extra loot boxes and all this crap to get extra money. People took more than I thought they would. But it's very rare when a group of people get together and say no more. Right. Especially gamers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because they hate, every- they fight each other all the time. So it is sort of refreshing to see someone just stand up and say, listen, we've had enough of this. Mm-hmm. You know, Enough so, of
0: this sort of thing.
1: So, review-wise, this game did well, actually. Uh, mostly 90s. Even Amiga Joker gave it an 82, which is a unbelievable score. But I wanted to focus on this one score here. Amiga Power initially gave this game a 90%. And then they came back two years later and gave it a 33 <laughs> And so I I was like, man, what happened? So I went to read the review, and the reviewer straight up says he hates American football, and he hates this game, and he hates everything about it, and, I mean, this guy hated football. Mm. So while they picked him, and he said, disregard the original score, this is the true score, 33. (laughs) He just killed it. So if you want to get a laugh, that's one to look up. (laughs) I uh, also had a look at this thing on eBay. If I can find where I put the dadgum thing, um, there were quite a few of these available. Uh, here we go. Um, in the United States, uh, you can get a boxed one, 54 bucks, or best offer. You could probably get that lowered. Germany, this is funny as something else. This game was all over the place. Germany, 27 bucks or best offer, shipped U.S. dollars. Greece had one for sale. These are all on sale when I checked. 27 bucks. And there, and then uh, uh, the UK had one for twenty one bucks shipped. You know, these are all U.S. dollars, so it, it's it's funny. It's cheaper everywhere but America, but it's everywhere. It was there was a plentiful amount of these. So, if you're into John Madden American football, uh, you know you're good to go. I'll, you know, one thing I meant to ask the chat room is, you know, you I know the NFL has a presence in the UK. You know, and we also had the World League. Remember that? Does anyone over there? care, and I'm asking you guys in the chat that are listening, and, and people that listen to this later, if you want to drop a comment, does anyone over there really care about United States football or follow it? And are there any big fans of it? You know, how how popular is it? Because I know they they go to Wembley or whatever, and they get a stadium full of people. But I always wonder, now you were over there, do you remember the how the popularity was in various countries? I mean, anyone well, talking about U.S. football? The, you know, American
0: football is unknown in Asia. All right, um, I, I, I can imagine that, yeah. But, um... But at the same time, you know, baseball is huge over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that our fan Daz, Dazley, he's a big Redskins fan, and he's mm-hmm. in the UK. Oh, poor guy. Um, but I think it's sort of like, you could probably <laughs> compare it to the amount of, let's say, Australian rules football fans in the United States. Like, you know there's a hardcore contingent of Australian rules football fans, but they are not a large group.
1: I used to, you know, I'll tell you, when I, back in the old days when ESPN2 was new mm-hmm. and interesting, Man, about four in the morning, I would watch the crap of some Australian football. I'd never seen it before. Mm. And I was like, this is my sport. <laughs> Just guys out there with no patches, beating the tar at each mm-hmm. other. It was all like speedball or something. Just, <laughs> have you ever watched any of it? Yeah. League? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and the best part is, when they get the ball across the end line, and the ref rocks up, and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wish referees would do that here, you know, best. give them the gun. It's the double, <laughs> yep. you know, the double. But you know, it's funny because you know the NFL worked real hard to establish itself in other countries, and and it never really worked. You mm-hmm. know, we had a team in Barcelona and London. And, well, there was the there was a whole European, there was a whole Euro, <laughs> league. yeah, the World League, yeah, and it but it flopped. Mm-hmm. They lost billions of dollars yeah. on it, you know, and then and they still go over to Wembley. They had a game in Mexico, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder if, it's, if it matters, you know? Well, it, they keep doing it so it's making money. What's more popular in your mind, okay? American football in other countries, or European football
0: in America. and oh, I'm talking with the masses. European football is so much more popular just because of the amount of people that play European football. I mean, every high school team in the country has a soccer team. Are they fans of like FIFA leagues? Absolutely, they play FIFA every every weekend on network TV. But so, but, so, but we don't know.
1: How much play? Like I know they play the NFL every week in UK. No, they don't. Sure, they do because I watch the feed, <laughs> so I know it it's exists. It's not on
0: network TV there. I don't know it's what channel on B. it's on. It's it's on Sky Sports. How like, much
1: football? How much European football gets put on network TV
0: here? Like a ton. I, every, mean, I don't know. Every what I'm weekend. When you're watching football on Sundays, sometimes flip it over to another network that's not showing football, and they're showing ice skating and they're showing every fo- once soccer. in a while.
1: I'll see a soccer game on, but it, I don't see one that
0: often. And it's on ESPN all the time.
1: It's, yeah, it's
0: much, much more popular. I mean, I'm not popular. degrading that. I just, I, honestly, I don't, I'm asking because I don't know. I don't well, have I'm, cable. Yeah, you know? I, I can tell you with full confidence that, that, that soccer is much more popular here that's than That's got to be deflating
1: to the NFL guys because they've been trying for a long time. Well, they're probably, you know. But again, soccer has been trying to get over here
0: forever. Right, you know? right. I mean, soccer should be <laughs> the biggest sport in the country. Like, even. I don't
1: know anyone that's a huge soccer fan. Well, you don't know many people. I know a crap load of people, but you know thank people, you very much. But
0: you know a lot of people that are into the same things you are. No, I don't. I know tons of different people. How can you even say that? You don't know who I know. I know everybody you know. You right do? I don't know everybody you <laughs> know. But, but generally, I think that, you know, if you go outside, well, you, all you have to do, you don't even have to, it doesn't even have to be based on anecdotal evidence. Look at, look at what's on TV. Look at how popular the sport is. In schools, in youth leagues, I mean, all the all of those factors factor in that there have to be. It has to be more popular. It just has to be. I don't know anything about youth leagues and stuff. I don't know. maybe I mean, when Luke gets up there, I'll find out. Your kid, your kid has already
1: played soccer some, right? But I mean, that doesn't mean they're a fan of like. I'm asking people that were gonna watch FIFA on TV or or Arsenal take on Manchester United. Or I whatever. think
0: I think the majority of people that play soccer. <laughs> They look up to European players, just like people that play American football look up to Deion Sanders. So you don't or think they
1: would look up to a, 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 an American star player? I don't think so. I don't, Do we have I don't, any? I don't.
0: I don't, I, I, I don't think that we have anybody that is the star that has the star power of the European players. Who's the big European player? I don't know because I'm not a big fan. I mean, I know like from when I, Ronaldo. Like, there, yeah, I was, there, there's, there's, we know like. two guys. I guarantee in you, there. we know Beckham and we know Ronaldo, and that's it. Right? And all reason I remember that is because he's got one name. Right, right, and so there's. And Again, Pele.
1: I couldn't name any other soccer player. We
0: are not the prime demographic for this conversation. It would be interesting to talk to people that, that do play soccer that know a lot of other people that might be soccer fans. You ever wonder why everyone knows who Pele is, even now? I think that I have
1: no idea why. I well, know. I
0: think that he had a bunch of celebrity endorsements. I think that, like, because you know he had the 2600 <laughs> game. I'm sure he was on like boxes of like Special K. He was and in stuff movies.
1: Like I believe he was in a movie with Sylvester Stallone where they played not they played soccer for the Nazis. You remember, does that ring a bell? Against the Nazis, not for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Against no. the Nazis. I, I, that, that, that sounds like a movie I need to see. Yeah, there. We're a POW camp. I know, I'm, I'm, it'll come to me. Let's check out what the chat says. The chat says, um, so <laughs> Jost in, in Sweden, he says, we know it exists. A few people like it, most don't.
1: Okay, there he goes. That's the uh, Sweden contingent. Yep.
0: Duncan Styles, speaking for the entire UK, has said. he says, have tried to watch the Super Bowl, but I found it dull. Yeah. You'll um, get that. Yeah, uh, so that is... Uh, oh, and, and Pixels at Dawn says American football has become more popular over here in the last 10 years, but it's still a late-night show for a niche. Sort of so, like
1: our so, football right, for us, right. right? So, you know, that's I, I, sort of what I figured. Mm-hmm. And really, the, the modern NFL, the, it's not all like great shakes, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, I, if I was in another country and they brought what they've got going on now, mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, eh, you know... It's not, I mean, I grew up on a different football. So did you, even you, and you're much younger. It's changed a lot. It has. Probably not for the better. Yeah. Well,
0: except for, I mean, it's definitely changed for the better for players of the sport because they're a lot. Well, I don't know. Because the guys are huger.
1: And if you watch this season, people are just getting mashed. Yeah. Even with all the new rules, I mean, you can only make violent tackle football. These people are huge. Yeah. They're They're like strategically shaped bears. Yeah. They're just coming and just land on each other. You know, it's insane. It won't be around for long. That's my prediction. And by the way, just before we close this up, so overall, you would you would like this more or less in TV sports, and would you play it again?
0: I'm going to punt on this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you just answer um, the question, Boat? Because it's been too long since I played TV sports football. Um, TV sports was like episode 50. Okay, um, throw that one out. Would you play it again? I would probably play it again if I could play it with you. I wouldn't play it single player, but it would be fun to go to and go head to head. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So
1: we'll give that a, a mixed result there. Yeah. Not the best game we have played by any stretch of the imagination, but um, you know, when you when you do a lazy port, this is what happens, and that's what it was. All
0: right. Well, Aaron, it <laughs> is time we've reached the end of the show. Uh, please remember everybody to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Yes. We do record this show live every week. Um, on twitch.tv slash Podcast. So if you want to watch live and participate in the chat, we're also going to be archiving the shows on Twitch if you're interested in what the chat... The chat often is talking about completely different things than what we are. A wise decision. <laughs> and, uh, and so you can uh, take part in that conversation. You can see it after the fact over on, on Twitch. Uh, and finally, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. No, before you start thanking them, Let's take a
1: flashback. I received at least one message... Saying that your last beautiful
0: tune neglected to mention at least one man. Right. We've left we've left out, there were two people that were left out. Oh, no. Okay, so unfortunately we left out John Marshall, our local I couldn't amigo. believe
1: it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, He's doing you coffee, for God's our, sake. Our,
0: one of our newest Patreon supporters, Matthew Perron, who we, we read a lengthy email from at the beginning of the show. He was devastated so, that he didn't get yeah, to be in your song. I, I'm very sorry, but I hope to make it up to you. Oh, okay. With something that goes a little like this. It, what was that? That no, was, you know what impression? I thought you were gonna get out a would. harmonica or something. <laughs> I wish. <clears throat> You're not making it up to them.
1: I can say that right now. Is that are we starting a pornographic film? Is that what's
0: happening here? <laughs> you're killing the mood, man. Yeah, no, you're, I you're making the mood kind of weird, boat. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Bong, dang, bong, bang, dang. John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRose, Show Creep, Dead Boy, Figure CTZ, The Slow, Norris, Stefan, Sogard, Mortenson, Evan, Helen, Blender, 75, John Marshall, Christopher, Hasso, Ravi, Abbott, Chris, Full Street, Catcher, <laughs> Lauren, Jeru, Graham, Feb, Don the Elaine Denson, Adam, Battis, Briette, Bryans, Retro, Vintage, Gary, Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan, Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony, Jarvis, Tapes from the Crip, Josh, Nan, Will, Williams, Adam, Bradley, Neil, Man, Cell Jonas, Rule, T.H.E., Eric, Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Dad, Yo, Ming, Stan, Brutal Man, Cooter, Dan, Cole, Jason, Ward, Spixels, Donnie, Kilbjorn, Bowman.
1: What the hell was that?
0: Was that I don't know what, I have no idea what song that was. You're too old, man. You're too old. I no, guarantee you, there are a lot of people my age. Start that beginning part again. Let me hear that again. I don't know what, I have no idea what the hell that was. Okay, so back in the day, uh-huh. in Let's say between 1990 and 1993, uh-huh. there was a very popular TV show based on an uh, even more popular piece of computer software called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Right, I remember that. Okay? That was the closing theme done by Rockapella. Really? That was? Yep. Yep. So I, I mean, Waldo tell. needs to stay lost. I, I, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, Carmen.
1: My bad. <laughs> See, I can't keep her the theme. I've never heard of that song. I, I can't believe of you've never. The obs- that, that's the most obscure thing I've ever that heard. That song is world famous. No, it's. Does anyone <laughs> in the chat know what the hell that was? <laughs> I will pay you five American dollars if anyone can name that tune. <laughs>
0: so far, there are no. There are no. Uh, I thought you were having a fit. I was going to hold you down and put something in your mouth to keep you from biting your tongue. No, no. Trust me. People will know. John Marshall will know. (laughs) Trust me. If anyone need to be beat, I agree. (laughs) It should be both. My God. (sighs) All right, Aaron. Man. We are leaving the world, the exciting wide world of sports. okay. And moving on next week to do, like we talked about before, one of the most uh, popular beat em ups in arcade history and its sequels. Three
1: of the most are popular arcade
0: beat em ups in history. <laughs> the Double Dragon franchise. Would you
1: consider the third one
0: even a beat em up or is it a beat em up puzzler? You're beating yourself up. When yes, you're you that. do.
1: <laughs> That's what I wanted to beatbox right there. That ran over my head.
0: Graham says, I thought it was the brown hornet theme at first. I don't even know what that is. I know what the green hornet is, but maybe that was the Australian version. <laughs> the brown hornet. <laughs> All right, Aaron, let's get out of here. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Adios. All contestants have been briefed regarding game rules prior to their appearance. All geographic information was accurate as of the date this program was recorded. This program was presented by WQED Pittsburgh and WGBH Boston. And as always, Gumshoes, Carmen's gang is bankrolled by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and viewers like you.